0: So, the big question is this, how are investors like us, who don't have a PhD in finance, or millions to start investing, how do we grow up bank accounts to build real savings and retirements, and yet still have the time to do what we really love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. So, as an individual investor, it's, it's a really different from those institutional traders because they're managing you know a whole bunch of cash for so, so many people, but since you aren't you actually have a preeminent advantage and it might sound counterintuitive to say that especially like if you look at like bonds right like there are really really big spreads right now in bonds because bond markets uh secondary bond markets are just not very liquid it's tough to to work in them so what happens is if you have super big positions instead of very large spreads you can get much smaller spreads on your bonds and get cheaper cheaper bonds That increase your overall long-term returns, Uh, but let's be real here. Like bond markets are not really your market to uh, to be like actively trading and swing trading. It's just not the uh, not the thing to go out there and crush your returns with. The way you're gonna crush it is uh, is nine to noon trading, right? So the uh, really cool thing with stocks is that you have as an individual an insane advantage over these firms because here's the deal, right? Nine to noon stocks are usually you know twenty cents to twenty dollars and they might have like 20 million shares traded on it in a day, right? So a million shares, $10 stock it's like $10 million. Uh, put another zero on, it's like $100 million, something around those bouts. If you're trying to trade $100 million, $50 million, even $10 million as a fund owner, all of a sudden, you know, you really aren't gonna have the volume to support that trading. It's just not gonna happen in most circumstances because the marketplace is just completely unable to support that based on the uh, level of supply and also the float of the underlying stock, right? You gotta remember these are low float stocks, which means they're very low number of shares in the market. And that's why we target them for non in trading because they're very, very easy to move. But that's also why, you know, really, really big institutions, when they're managing a whole lot of money, first of all, they can't do it because of the, uh, the risk right? like it's, it's uh a huge difference in risk and you have to manage it significantly better as an individual and uh when you manage it really well as an individual you're gonna have killer killer returns that's why you just take time to learn how to how to do it and then you uh, you go out in the marketplace and crush it but at another fundamental level right like these firms uh they they aren't able to make like any sizable position in these stocks because um there's so many trades you know there's just not enough uh, not enough shares being traded for them to Really access this, uh, this segment of the market, right? So, what it does is it creates this really, really unique and, and special area in the uh, in nine to noon trading where you're at a distinct advantage over the big firms, right? And that's really interesting because usually, you know, everyone's like big boys on Wall Street, rig it. But the serious part about it is, like these guys, especially with large funds, you know, the, the trading stocks are going to move 5% a day, max. And you're trading stocks they are gonna double, triple, quadruple, 500% in a day. So as an individual, you can create these returns that are so insanely stellar compared to the, uh, the larger funds out there, since you have the understanding, you know the facts, and you understand the magic of technical analysis that go and crush it with, uh, with outperforming returns and results in the marketplace, which is some really, really powerful stuff. So hope you guys found this valuable. Hope you guys overcome these mentalities of like, oh, these actively managed funds, you can't do that. It's not possible. Like it's not, po- I know, you know, there was these Warren Buffett and, and a lot of these fund managers and they bet that, you know, these huge hedge funds can't beat the S and P. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Look, you gotta understand the problem with hedge funds is, you know, most of them, if not all of them are swing trading and swing trading is awesome on an individual level. Uh, but when you're in a huge, huge firm, it's usually tough to trade smaller stocks, which means you get limited to some of these really, really big stocks like Apple or you know, Google, whatever. And those are the stocks that make up the indices, right? And, and you can trade those and you can profit from them and, uh, and have you know, definite gains. But those gains are not as predictable and they're not as steady and they're not as long term sustainable as is uh, actively trading or even just swing trading you know, cheaper stocks because it's just based so much more on news and speculation. Uh, Except for like, there's definitely set of technical analysis, but you don't see these firms trade technical analysis, which is insane because that's the number one way to skyrocket profits. Um, But a lot of the times, they'll just have these guys and and they get paid on straight commissions. So they don't worry too much about, you know, if, uh, about learning the technical analysis, about learning the skills needed to go out there and produce absolutely stellar 10x results compared to every other investment class available because it's just not, you know, it doesn't make sense because they got so much money to manage. Um, And then at the same time, when they start with those positions, it's tougher because they have to now convince everyone they work for that like, hey, this is the way. And it's just, you know, it's a very different game when you start with technical analysis, uh, which is really, really interesting. So please take it, understand that most of what the media says is BS uh, and it it really is just don't listen to it, man, because you you aren't a statistic. If you're listening to this, you're at a whole nother level. You're over 99.9% of people in the market because they don't understand and and study and appreciate technical analysis. That's the secret. It will take you so, so far If you get nothing else from this episode is that you have a distinct advantage over everyone else in the marketplace and all you have to do is, is use it. I have to just use it. Um, practice makes perfect for sure. I mean, honestly though, some of these setups, like I think some of the later ones in, the, in like part two of nine to noon, those setups, um, like you can just use those right off the bat once you learn them. And, uh, and those are the proven ones. Those are the ones that you know I've gone through and sifted through like hundreds and hundreds of them. Those are the ones that freaking work. And I know they work because I've had my money on the line. I've like lost money on the ones that don't work. And, uh, and the ones that work, they work really dang well. And they defy all market sentiment, they defy all news. Because here's the deal, guys, the news is just like wrong 90% of the time. Because masses of people, when they say something, usually stocks gonna move in the opposite direction. Just usually, you know, not all the time. Um, so it's interesting because, you know, these guys they are promoting, and that's their whole job, right, is to create this this news that's gonna get attention, eyeballs, whatever, but as an investor, to be careful because that's not necessarily uh, what you what you want to listen to with investments. I uh, I know a lot of people they trade they trade with the news on. And honestly, man, like that's that's not. A, I never trade with the news on, and, and I've done only better trading without the news, just with music or whatever stuff gets you in the right state of mind. I was talking today, and I think this is a good way to to a good note to end this on. Um, we were in like English class, and we were talking about music and sound and and whatever. And, uh, and I remember music as a state change, right? We were talking about how people you know, can use it to have these fundamental growth shifts, right? So like take this for example, um, You know, I do work in financial markets, but I also do work with, uh, with clients and advising and uh, tech with, with ads So with those companies, a lot of the times in the morning, I'll have like appointments and then I'll start trading nine to noon, right? So, is this huge state change that happens where at the beginning of the day, there's this very, very specific position that I'm in and I have to transition from that position to, uh, to trading, right? Thank you. Uh, so when I do that, um, music's a really, really great boundary because sometimes it'll take me like half an hour, right? I gotta go from uh, you know, advisors, uh, salesmen, whatever, uh, to serve my clients. I have to transition from that state of being that professional state to now I'm going over to trading, I'm going over to the market, I'm gonna go out there and, uh, and crush it, right? And that transition, you know, sometimes it can take half an hour, it just kind of depends. But if you can associate, you know, any transition that you have and really like any aspect of your life, you have these two major aspects you need to transition from one to another. You can associate that mental state with, with a song or any music. And then now you just play that one song, you play that one piece of music and all of a sudden, your entire mental state changed. All of a sudden, ow, ah, man. You're able to go from uh, one state to another very, very, very quickly. Just play the song, change, your whole body changes. And that music acts as a mental change, a state of mind. And uh, I listen to music when I trade sometimes, but like not with business or, you know, podcasts are super big, which is why it's so awesome that you guys are listening to this because if you look at like average net worths of people, that listen to podcasts versus people that listen to music like for enjoyment or for growth or whatever in their spare time, like you guys are on the right path. Podcast listeners, they're just just proving to be worth more over time historically with averages. So kudos to you guys for being on here, learning these stock market secrets. That is awesome, you guys are awesome. Have an amazing day, screw the news, go out there, invest, trade and crush it, produce results, show everyone that you deserve that you are someone to trade. You are an investor. Produce those results, make the money, and then if they tell you otherwise, you show them all the bank in your portfolio. Hope you guys have some value from this and have an amazing day. Want more stock market secrets? If so, go get your free copy of my best-selling book, Nine to Noon. You can get your free copy plus $11,176 of unannounced bonuses completely for free at 9toNoonSecrets.com. Inside 9toNoon, you'll find the top 38 secrets we use to double our portfolios every two years and make upwards of 10% per trade daily.